Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to review the Saturday games. I only had two this week, uh, but I really enjoyed both of the games on Super Saturday. It actually worked out really well for me. I was coming back from Cairns, uh, so if there was three games, I probably would have missed the start of the first one or until halftime of the first one, so it worked out really well for me. But we had the North Queensland Cowboys and the Gold Coast Titans going head-to-head, and then we had the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Manly Seagulls going head-to-head in the Memorial Game for the great late John Sattler. Um, Very emotional scenes there. We'll get to that very, very soon, but we will dive straight into the Cowboys and Titans game. If you would like to go back and have a listen to our review of the Eels and the Panthers, the Melbourne Storm and the Tigers, and the Dolphins and the Broncos, uh, that podcast already dropped this morning, so go and have a look at that. Some really, really good chat in there, really in-depth stuff. Let's have a look at the Cowboys, 24 over the Titans, 12. Now, Last week on Bloke in a Bar, we said that sometimes uh, with the Titans, when they win, but they concede 34 points, 30-plus points, we're not overly impressive. Um, Timmy Williams said last week that he would have been more impressed if they would have lost a game 12-10, and I completely agree with him. And I know Titans fans get upset, you get emotional, you see your team win, you only want to hear the positives. Your team needs to improve in certain areas, and you know what? This week they did. I'm more. Imp- I'm so much fucking more impressed with them after this loss than what I am with last week's win. Yeah, Tim was spot on with what he was saying. I back him in every day of the week. The Titans, I thought they looked sensational at the start of the game. I thought they were all over the Cowboys. I tipped the Titans to win this game. I was feeling very, very confident that they were going to get the job done here. They looked tremendous. And then all of a sudden... It just flipped, didn't it? Because you had the injuries or the HAs, whatever the fuck it was, to Kieran Foran and to AJ Brimson. Now, when you take those two out of this side, I would say they're the two most important players. Um, I would say those two with Tino, the most important guys. For Fede, you could argue there as well. But I, I just, I don't think there's a world where you could tell me that AJ Brimson and uh, Kieran Foran aren't in the top four most important players on the field for the Gold Coast Titans. I think if you want to argue anything different, Respectfully, I just don't think you know what you're talking about. These two are so key to everything that the Gold Coast Titans do. Um, and it it played a huge role. It played a huge role. I genuinely do believe uh, that the Titans would have won this game if those guys stayed on. But the results are what they are. The Cowboys got home and won it. I'm not overly impressed with the Cowboys, to be honest with you guys. Um, you know... They just they just don't look the same as they did last year. And I'm not saying that they'll look this way for the entire year. I do think that they can turn it around. I do think that 
this team has enough talent in it, enough experience in it, um, that at the moment they can play shit and find ways to win, which they did. I just thought they did get a little bit lucky in this game, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, look, the Titans, I, I was really impressed with them. I think that if you're a Titans fan... I wouldn't be taking this one too heavily. I think you showed a lot of positives throughout this game. Uh, I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you could say to me, hey, we were without Ruben Cotter, you know, our starting front rower. That makes a huge difference, and I agree. Yes, it completely does. Um, he's a huge loss for you guys, but I just don't think you're playing anywhere near your best footy. Um, Carm Piera scored two tries. Um, you know, everyone, everyone telling me how good he is. I Look, he, he's a very talented footballer. He is still very raw. But he has got far too many errors and brain explosions in his game at the moment. And this might sound outrageous to those that that, that, that disagree, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does get dropped over the next few weeks. I really wouldn't be surprised. You've got Jojo Fafita, who will be available again soon. They just rushed to sign Ken Mamalo. They let go of Paddy Herbert, who's been one of their more consistent guys over the last few years. I wouldn't be shocked if Campiera isn't in this side in two or three weeks. Once those other wingers are available... It wouldn't shock me in the slightest. It was just a couple of things in his game the other day and that have been in his game the entire time. He obviously doesn't take as many hit-ups as what we would like. Um, And I understand he's not that sort of a winger. He's a lightning pace winger. But if you're going to be one of those guys that has just got huge upside, you can't be having a heap of errors in your game. You can't be having those little brain explosions. And at the moment, he's got too many of them. On the weekend, three errors. That's not including the kick on second tackle that was not on. It was not the play. He'd made the advantage. The play was to take the tackle, get the quick play of the ball, and let your team do their work. So, Carm uh, Piera, obviously drafted this year. I was very high on him coming into this season. But the question's got to be asked about his workload. Um, the question's got to be asked about, you know, defensively, is he able to handle first grade out on the wing? If he does get one-on-one with someone, does he have any chance? Um, And, yeah, just those little brain explosions. So I I wouldn't be surprised if he does go back to reserve grade, and I think it'll be the best thing for him. I think he'll he'll come out of there after, you know, getting his pants pulled down and whatnot and be very, very impressive. And that's what you need with young guys. You need to do it, and I think the Titans will do it over the next few weeks. But there's no doubting in this game – Two tries, five line breaks, six tackle breaks. Incredibly impressive. But for me, this is a classic example of where stats don't tell the full story. Uh, So an interesting one to watch there, Carm Piera. Incredibly talented. He's got a huge future in our game. But there are a number of things he needs to get sorted out. And I'm not sure if the Titans can afford to let him sort it out while standing out on the wing for the Titans uh, when they've got Ken Mamalo, Jojo Fafita, these sort of guys. Even the guys they've got at the moment, like Phil Sami playing wing. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting one, and I'm not taking anything away from Carmen Pierre, a tremendous player. But yeah, just something to keep your eye on there that I reckon will play out over the next few weeks. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai, credit to him. People have been bagging him the last few weeks. Got a nice try. Wasn't off a kick. 11 hit-ups for 100 metres. Credit to him. Got the job done. Was really, really good. Uh, did some really nice things. So that's what we want to say. And you know what? 11 hit-ups isn't insane. But it's what he needs to be doing. For a guy that is playing for the Kangaroos and, and to doing all this stuff as a back rower, he needs to be helping his team out. And he did in this game. So full credit to him. Uh, you have a look through, through the rest of the side. I mean, Jason Tamalolo only took nine hit-ups. So as far as forwards go, 
He actually led the team for um, hit-ups, which I am all for. Credit to Jeremiah Nanai. I uh, heard some of the criticism, responded to it. Also scored a very, very important try in this one. So credit to him. Jimmy Tama scored a try in North Queensland Cowboys colours. Great to see. Val Holmes took his intercept and showed his pace. He's an incredible talent, Val. Very, he's just a fucking freak. Even to be able to sense that pass and whatnot. I know it wasn't the greatest pass by Tanner Boyd, uh, but I still thought Val did a tremendous job. And then Tommy Chester scored late as well to seal this one up. Uh, If you are the North Queensland Cowboys, you take this win, you happily take it. Uh, You put it in the back pocket, you move on to the next one. Performance-wise, I don't think they'll be stoked. Uh, and I do think, personally, that they got a little bit lucky that the Titans had a heap of injuries because I thought the Titans were uh, the dominant team for the first, you know, 25, 30 minutes until those injuries struck. Just having a look at what time it was, I would have guessed around the 30-minute mark that the boys left the field. Um, 22nd minute, wow. Yeah, fuck, it was early. Um, yeah, so look, I thought the Titans, all things considered, when you throw all that stuff in there, I thought they did really well. Shout out to Mo Fodawaker. Um, 19 runs, 198 run meters, uh, 31 tackles, looking really good at the moment, Mo Fodawaker. Had, had four offloads, very, very impressive. I thought that despite everything that went wrong... F- Fafita, once again, great game. 18 runs, 187 metres. Um, you know, two line breaks, two tri-assists, four tackle breaks, had an offload. Got through his work in, in defence. I thought he was really impressive. And I think you can definitely see that whether he's on the field or not, the Kieran Afforin effect is happening at the Gold Coast Titans. And they're just starting to understand how to utilise certain guys a lot better. Um, so, yeah, as I said, Cowboys, I'll take the two points. Didn't play well, uh, but... Good teams play shit and win. They certainly did here. I feel very sorry for you, Gold Coast Titans fans. Uh, I think if injuries and HIAs and everything would have played out in a different manner, you'd probably win that game, to be honest with you. All right, let's move to the late game. Absolute cracker this one. We had the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Manly Seagulls, the game where we, of course, remembered the late and great John Sattler, one of the toughest guys to ever play our game. One of the guys that really personifies what our game is about. A champion fella, but on the field, tough as nails. We dropped a podcast last week, a little throwback where we sat down with Scotty Sattler. He told us a couple of yarns and stories about his old man, and it just just gave you an appreciation of just how different this guy is. He is he was something else, Johnny Sattler. So, um, and I, I thought South Sydney. Just everything they did this week, they fucking nailed it. They absolutely nailed it, South City. And this is what good clubs do. They, 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 these opportunities come and they're in a rush. Not opportunities, but these situations arise uh, and they've got a short amount of time to turn it around and they absolutely nail it. I thought the jerseys that South City produced were some of the best rugby league jerseys I've seen in a very, very long time. I thought they were tremendous, perfect. I love the hoops on the jerseys. They were great. I think we need to see more of it. Even the little details, like the skinnier numbers on the back, like they were back in the day, it was just the collar. I just, fuck, I cannot praise the South Sydney Rabbitohs enough for how they handled this week. So shout out to them. And on top of that, a fantastic win. On top of that, uh, managed to get a win in all eight grades this week. So all the way from Harold Matthews, all the way up to first grade. Um, that's a sign of a club that is proud of where they're from and proud of what they're doing and proud of where they're going as well. So tremendous stuff. Getting Scott Sattler and the family out on the field before the game, tremendous. Uh, that moment of silence was was different, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was pretty wild. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, rest in peace to the great John Sattler and thoughts and prayers with his family. But you can see the impact that great people have on rugby league. I thought it was really evident on Saturday night. And thankfully, the Rabbitohs backed it up. Um, great to see. Yeah, so look in this one. I thought Cody Walker, he was really good. Obviously, scored a try that probably only Cody Walker scores. Um, a, a kick from Damien Cook that was going dead for all money. And Cody Walker, just that... It's that never give out, never give in attitude. And I thought Cody throughout this, you know, the first three rounds, I thought he was pretty quiet. I thought he was pretty underwhelming. Um, I thought this game he was really good. He did some really nice things. Um, I thought he was unlucky not to score a third try at one point where he came off his left foot um, towards the back end on Manly's line. He's just. I don't know, you just saw little glimpses in this game of the old Cody Walker, the Cody Walker that tends to terrorise this entire league. So, plenty of positives to take out of it for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think it's also worth noting, you know, that the guys on the field for South Sydney were fantastic, but the guys that weren't on the field, you know, your Tatolas, your Harm Selles, these sort of guys, like, fuck, it was a good knock by, by South Sydney to do what they did and just find a way to get that job done. You've still got... Uh, you still got Jai Arrow to come back into this side as well. Uh, you got, you know, Shaq Mitchell, who's been, you know, probably there. Well, I, I would have said last week he's their second or third best front rower. Um, you know, they they lost him as well. Second or third uh, might be a little bit overs, but he's been fantastic for him. So without him, I think it's pretty evident. David Mowali still carrying an injury. Um, you know, Cheekham started in the side. It was just, ugh, fuck, it was a good effort by them. Jacob Host, he only played 27-odd minutes here. Um, I thought Colum and Tungy was fantastic as well. Very, very impressive game. And Lockie Elias. What a moment for him. Um, you, you love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Lachlan Ilias, obviously, standing up in the big moment uh, and delivering that, that field goal. And it, it's all just... It's all just a stepping stone for him. He's, he's just building and getting better every single week, and those little moments matter. Had a line break assist, had a try assist as well. Did some very, very nice things in this game, Elias, and 26 tackles, only two missed. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. So shout-out to Elias. A fantastic game. Very, very impressive. Uh, a lot of people giving shit to Latrell Mitchell. I... Once again, I, and I had this argument with someone online the other day. It just doesn't make a stack of sense to me, you know, like... I don't know, like, when he doesn't have try assists and line break assists, we, we bag him and we say, oh, you know, he had a shit game. Where was he? But, like, that's not going to happen every single game. This was a game, 13 to 12. It was pretty quiet. Um, there was a moment there where Ruben Garrett got a loose finger to a Latrell pass that would have put Isaac Thompson over. And, I mean, if he has a try assist and a line break assist, we all of a sudden going, oh, fuck, he played well. I mean, it was a loose finger from Ruben Garrick that stopped it. People saying to me, oh, you know, he did fuck all during the game, then he just shows up at the end to keep the field goal. It's like, well, hold on. You know, he had 15 runs. He ran for 150 metres. Like, yes, he didn't have a superstar game. But, I mean, was he that – like, was he super quiet? I mean, let's take Tom Travojevic, for example, who had 10 more runs than Turbo than, than, than Teddy. He only ran for 44 more metres. Uh, post-contact metres from 24 runs, Tommy Turbo, 34 post-contact metres – um, from 15 runs, Latrell Mitchell, 48 post-contact meters. So, look, I understand that Latrell didn't have a superstar standout game, and that's fine. Uh, but to act like he went missing and he did nothing and all this stuff, I mean, I think you're just leaning into a heap of anti-Latrell bias there, to be honest with you. I think if Turbo would have played the same game as Latrell did, I don't think people are standing there going, where's Turbo? He went missing. What the fuck does he do? I just, I think it's a little bit unfair, to be honest with you. Uh, obviously, had the opportunity to win the game at the back end. And I'm going to call out Damien Cook here. I thought that that was 
really, really poor. And if you understand footy, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about before I say it. You got Latrell Mitchell, who's going for a field goal. Yeah, you know Latrell Mitchell is a left footer. When you've got a left footer, you want to be getting the ball from the right-hand side of your body. Why do you want to do that? It, it adds about an extra one and a half seconds. You think about it, if you're a left footer and you're getting it from the right side of your body, you're receiving the ball, where does that mean your markers are? They're over there to the right. That means that they're coming at you from the right-hand side. They're coming at you. You're on the left. It gives you. It opens up your your kick, your field goal, it gives you extra time to be able to hit it. Whereas South Sydney, they are pretty much in front of the sticks, which is okay. You can deal with it in front of the sticks. They're in front of the sticks there. They're about 15, 20 metres out. Damien Cook, instead of going to the right to position Latrell Mitchell properly to kick this field goal to win this game, he scoots himself and goes to the left, which meant, one, you lost your hooker on the last tackle when you were trying to win the game. Yeah, big no-no, never do it. I don't... Whether it, I mean, even if he scores, I would have sat here and said, Damien Cook, that probably wasn't the play in that exact moment. He got caught there, which meant that someone else had to jump into dummy half. I think it was Cam Murray. Obviously not as good pass, Damien Cook. But also, you're now thrown to Latrell Mitchell where you're getting the ball from the left, which means the markers come from that side as well, which was why he was so rushed to put that kick in. Just poor management in that moment by Damien Cook. Got to be better than that. Uh, Latrell Mitchell said the opportunity to win it, missed it. I understand that. But fuck, you just the field goals are under so much pressure. Referees are so hesitant to give away penalties for guys going early and whatnot. They don't want to decide games. So you've got to make sure that your guys are in the right spots to win games. Later on, when Ilias had the shot, they are on the left-hand side again, and I was standing there pulling my hair out going, oh, my fucking God, are they going to do this to Latrell again where they get on the wrong side of the sticks for him to kick the field goal? They went to Ilias, who was a right footer. Perfectly set out. Yeah, that's exactly what you want to see. Um, so just a little thing there. It didn't end up deciding the game, but for me, you know, understanding the situation Latrell was in in that moment, I was sort of like, fuck me. How hard is it? Get to the right-hand side of the six. Give your left footer the best opportunity you possibly can to be able to kick a field goal. They did it perfectly with Lockie Elias. Just a little uh, X's and O's thing to keep your eye on there. Even in general play, like if you haven't really thought about that before, which I know a lot of, Rugby league fans that aren't complete and other fucking nerds like me probably wouldn't have. But even think about, in general play, watch where teams are trying to get to depending on who's going to kick the ball, whether it's a left footer or a right footer, where they try and land that fourth tackle. Quite often, you'll see fullbacks take that hit up and quite often you'll see fullbacks get into very similar spots very consistently on fourth tackle. So just something to keep an eye on there if you want to be a bit of a nerd. Isaiah Tass, he has improved out of sight over the last year or so. I'm so impressed with Isaiah Tass. We spoke about him in the preseason last year that he could be the answer at left center. Took longer than what we thought for him to be the answer, but I I think he is at the moment doing tremendously well. Campbell Graham had a really good duel with uh, Brad Parker, to be fair. I thought Brad Parker did pretty well up against him. Um, still ran for 127-odd metres uh, at centre. Uh, defensively, was pretty good. But Brad Parker did did put a couple of questions to him. And look, to be fair, Kim Graham did miss five tackles. Most of them were on Brad Parker just with good footwork and whatnot. Um, so a really good duel there. Obviously, Campbell Graham absolutely smashing um, so elite out of the park last week. Sort of got brought down to earth a little bit this week with Brad Parker. I thought he did really well on him, uh, Brad Parker. We'll talk about the Manly Seagulls in a minute. Uh, Colin Tungy, I think that him and another guy on the other side of the park will be the guys in the conversation for an Origin debut this year. 19 runs, 189 metres. He was very impressive. 40 tackles, only missed one. It's crazy to think Colin Tungy's only in his second or third year of first grade. Very impressive. Uh, Cam Murray. 
got through his normal work, 57 tackles, only one missed. Very Johnny Sattler-like there. Still ran for 124 metres, a shout-out to him. But, yeah, good win for South Sydney. That one meant a lot to them. Uh, They'll be happy to get the W there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And yeah, they'll move on to next week after a golden point victory. Let's have a look at the Manly Seagulls. Um, look, hung in this game, I mean, yeah, like they, 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 they were good. They obviously scored off a kick. Uh, where Olakawatu is just the biggest athletic freak on the field. Uh, and then DCE took an intercept as well. So, I mean, there's the argument there that their attack wasn't spot on. I thought they did some really good things with the ball. I thought they got unlucky on a few occasions. The Brad Parker forward pass call, um, obviously backward out of the hands and all that. So, like, I can... Yeah, I mean, there's an argument there that they were unlucky. I also think that just in general, they were unlucky having to play South Sydney in this game. South Sydney were always going to be up for it. A lot of emotion going into this game. Um, They were always going to be a very, very tough opposition. But there is the argument as well that they got to play South Sydney with no middles whatsoever. So um, pick your poison there. I thought that Tanela Paseca, I I thought, you know, he he was really good with the ball in hand. I think he's starting to realise how big he can be, um, which is exciting. Three offloads there. Didn't go for a stack of metres, to be fair. Uh, 12 runs for 95 metres, which isn't fantastic. But I just thought he looked more imposing in this game was my eye test. Olakawatu. Scored a great try, as we said. Also rolled his sleeves up, 17 runs for 150 metres, which is good to see. 69 post-contact. He had five tackle breaks, uh, one offload, made 32 tackles. So very impressive from Olakawato. I think that him and Keon Colomantungi, they are guys looking down the barrel at an Origin debut this year. Fingers crossed one of them makes. I think they'd be so exciting to watch. Uh, Tommy Turbo, look, we already sort of read out his stats when we were talking about uh, Latrell Mitchell before a good game without being fantastic. A line breaks is two tackle breaks. Uh, yeah, didn't the, the opportunities just didn't present themselves in this game. It was a very tight one. It was played through the middle. Um, you could tell that both teams defensively were on. So same as I didn't with the trail. I'm not going to go too hard on Tommy Turbo. Realistically, Josh Schuster. Um, and like we, we spoke about this on beers and break evens this week that he can have these games where he is very quiet. Seven runs for 22 metres, one tackle break, uh, one offload. I mean, just to, to his credit, 23 tackles, zero missed. Um, but he's going to have these games where he's not going to have the huge highlights. Obviously, he went very close to putting Turbo over for a try. Probably should have, to be fair. But he is going to have these games in him, and there's no real denying that, I don't think. Uh, DCE, geez, when we went to Golden Point, I thought, fuck, I don't know if there's anyone I'd rather have on on this field right now than DCE, the Iceman. It ended up being Lachlan Ilias that uh, that sealed the deal here, obviously. But I thought DCE had a really strong game. He, he was he was just everywhere for Manly. Very good. Obviously scored a very important try. Jake Travojevic, 49 tackles once again. Very impressive. Josh LAA came up with a... Pretty key error at the back end uh, that he will rue for quite some time. Um, yeah, 
reasonably tough night for Josh LAA. Just having a look at his metres to see how he went. 13 runs for 120 metres, you'll take that. Um, so, yeah, look, Manly, uh, disappointing loss, but... Yeah, tough coming up against South Sydney, regardless who they're missing. Tough, tough coming up against South Sydney in this game. They were always going to be up for it. Shout out to Ruben Garrick. Uh, we didn't buy him in Supercoach this week. One of the many guys we didn't buy that absolutely fucking fisted us. But I'm still, at least he didn't go astronomic. But his his stats from the weekend. 18 runs for almost 200 metres, 198 metres. For a guy that's not the biggest in the world or anything like that, fucking impressive. Three line breaks. He was the only player in the Manly side to have a line break. He had three of them. Two tackle breaks. Uh, just did some really, really nice things throughout this game, Ruben Garrick. We spoke about him last week becoming one of the more consistent guys in the NRL. To be fair, in this game, he had three errors. But I just thought as a whole, and even when you have a look at like his um, super coach points and everything, fuck, he was impressive. Got through a lot of work, Ruben Garrick, and was very good. So good win by South Sydney. That one meant a lot to them. They'll be stoked to come home with the W uh, on a night that they remembered one of their club's absolute legends. Manly, tough gig coming up against South Sydney on that night.